Hey, everybody, welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. This is uh, Steel Dead coming at you on the uh, StreamYard Airwaves with uh, Mr. Ben Anderson, who, um, well, you're getting an icon because, uh, well, technical difficulties. Let's just go with that. And uh, Ian is unavailable tonight because he's cleaning up snot when you have 28 kids and they all get colds at the same time. That's what happens. So good good luck to he and, and his lovely wife dealing with that right now. Uh, ben, welcome in. And uh, the question that I know every one of our listeners wants to know, what are you drinking? Uh, session 47 IPA. Session 47 IPA. Very good. Yeah, I figured, it's okay. Uh, it's yeah, not you're, not, you're not sounding all that excited about it? Nah, I decided to try it, and I was like, "Meh." Okay, all right, very good. Uh, I, I'm I'm with the Bradshaw Bourbon tonight. I figure one and zero. It's uh, it's time to break the good stuff out, and uh, I, I did. So that's what I've got. Although um, I, I've already gone through a finger or two, uh, to say the least. Uh, anyway, uh, wow, what a win in Buffalo! Uh, we looked dead in the water at halftime. Um, and I'm just going to jump right into it uh, with you, Ben. Did, did the Steelers make great adjustments, or was there something even less to it? What, what what the hell happened at halftime? They made adjustments both offensively and defensively, but the special teams really came out and played with a lot more intensity, I mm -hmm. thought, in the second half. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they made some adjustments. Certainly. Um, and they didn't ever seem like they lost their resolve, even when they were down 10, nothing. I thought that the defense played an outstanding first half, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. They played great. Really? You know, they were, they were in bad positions. A lot of the, of the game and they just kept staying at it. And, and the bills really couldn't do a heck of a lot. They kept getting pressure on mm -hmm. Allen and, that really was the difference right there. They just kept pressuring him, kept pressuring him. Um, and, and, and there yeah. was some pretty good coverage on, on uh, Diggs this time as well. I mean, mm -hmm. last year when we played him, that guy was just unstoppable. He and was. It, you know, it was, it made me nervous this year, a complete 180. And, and granted, it's just a week one game. Right. So, you know, we need to, we need to take all that, bear all that in mind, take it with a grain of salt. If we had lost, I would have said, well, it's just a week one loss. And and as a win, it's still just a week one win. Um, everybody's going to bear that in mind. That that would be the only thing that I would say as far as tempering your expectations go and yeah, not trying to draw that. too much on this. Um, I don't think the offensive line played much better. I thought they did when I watched it live. I thought the offensive line was playing mm -hmm. better in the second mm -hmm. half. They didn't. Ben got the ball out of his hands quicker. Right. Um. That last drive, in, in particular, it was almost all RPOs. And the Bills sold out to the run. And Ben was just getting the ball out really fast. Um, that was helpful. Um, did you yeah. think Did you think spreading them out a little bit the way they did, especially in the third quarter? I, I, I was advocating that in the second quarter because yeah, we kept going with a lot of the bunch stuff. And, and it, yeah, it just created a little more room. Buffalo actually had to move a little bit more on defense instead of being in the box so much. I, I thought it helped. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But the Bills also sold out to the run completely. Um, they yeah. they seem to believe the Steelers were trying to establish it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and they they were, and the line wasn't blocking worth a damn. You know, since we're talking about the run, yeah, a number of people were really disappointed in in Najee Harris's performance <laughs> on Sunday. I don't understand how anybody could be disappointed in how that guy played. I mean, if anybody else was carrying the ball, most of those carries would have gone for losses. Granted, he didn't yeah. have a lot of yards, but he didn't have any space at all. No, very little. So I, I don't understand how anybody could be disappointed with the guy at all. He turned a lot of things that should have been, you know, two, three yard losses into three and four yard gains. And if that's all he does all season long, it'll be great. I'm I'm fine yeah. with it. I mean, I, you know, I expect him to have higher totals than he had against a, a pretty good defense on Sunday. But yeah, that guy, he's he's a heck of a player. Really heck of a I mean, really yeah. impressive. And I, I don't know how I don't know how anybody could watch what he did on Sunday and not be impressed. No, he, he never came off the field. I, I mean, we've talked about it numerous times that, that Mike Tomlin was going to run his wheels off over the next yeah. four to five years. You got a glimpse of it, uh, ladies yep. and gentlemen. 100% of the snaps on offense, Najee Harris was on the field. Um, and I, and I, wasn't it, wasn't yeah. it nice having a tight end who can block? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, did you yeah. see – Yes. Did did you see when Farmuth took uh took um oh Bill's corner uh um, yeah Tredavious uh, White White yeah and and ran him off the field literally into the Bills sideline. Oh yeah. I mean had he gone any further, he would have been in the second or third row. He I mean he, honestly there was a legitimate case to be made there that he should have been flagged for, for unnecessary roughness. I would have understood it. Yeah. He he kept blocking him five to eight yards past the Easy. out of bounds. Yeah, that was easily. on that was on Claypool's 25 yard run, I believe. Yeah, it was on that that sweep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he just just embarrassed him. And well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Um what what was your impression of uh Big Ben's overall play? Um you know I, I mean obviously People are up and down. His detractors will always be his detractors. His fanboys will always be his fanboys. Uh, but but what, what was your objective look at the way he played? Um, I thought I thought his receivers, he and his receivers, weren't on the same page a lot of the game. And and mm-hmm. um, I thought watching the game live that the receivers were running bad routes. Um. He was up and down. I, I didn't think he, he had a very strong game. He's mm-hmm. played much better, but he always kind yeah. of started slow at the beginning of the year. Yep. Um, there were at least two throws to Deontay Johnson in particular mm-hmm. where he threw the ball to a spot where Deontay was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I, one of them I can think of specifically right now. Yeah, there, there were three, but but it, of of those, at least two, I thought were Deontay running the wrong route. Um and one of them maybe wasn't. The first one, I thought, eh, maybe, maybe not. Ben seemed mm-hmm. to be pretty pissed after the, after the play. I was like, okay, he's mad because Deontay ran, ran the wrong route. Or right. Deontay ran ran a route differently than what Ben saw. Ben mm-hmm. saw one thing. He saw another. Boom, boom, boom. The ball was out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Deontay had a nice game. Uh, ben was Ben week one. I mean, that's... Hmm. Yeah, you know, definitely better in the second half. Absolutely. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. To, you know, they they it's something that you know Mark Caballi talks about a lot of a lot of people talk about. You know, when they have to go to that four minute offense there when they're trying to to put away a game, and you know, they clearly put it in Ben's hand and just said, you know, Ben, win it. You know, just just lock it away, and and uh, he made some some good throws and and some good choices uh, of where to throw it and. That's that's what you expect out of a veteran quarterback in that situation. So I, I don't, you know, if you're paying attention to these pro football focus uh, grades, then don't don't pay attention to that shit. Quite frankly, uh, they they don't know what he's doing every play. So I don't know how you grade it, but um, I thought he did a fine job in the second half. The first half definitely not on the same page as receivers. Uh, you know, the one throw. Uh, it was actually intercepted, but brought back on the defensive holding. Yeah, that was a little sloppy for sure. Um, but uh, oh, overall, you know, hey, I, I'll take my guy with uh, 188 I, yards and a TD. You know, victory anytime. Yeah, I I thought if if Johnson hadn't been held in that play, that was six. Oh, really? Okay, I, I, I really and did. That. And I yeah. I when I watched in the film, I was like, damn, that was a touchdown. That was a touchdown, mm-hmm. and that should have been. It should have been defensive pass interference instead. It was just a hold. Right. Still, still got a first down out of it. Extended the drive. Everything was fine at the end. But yeah, I thought that was a touchdown. Did did was the hold strictly because the DB knew he was beat? No, I think he just yeah. grabbed for he grabbed too long and got caught. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they all grab. Yeah. He grabbed too long, too high. You know, you can get away with stuff if, if you grab a guy like around the waist. You can get away with some stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're not tugging on his jersey, you're probably gonna get away with it. But he he tugged on his jersey and he did it for too long. He kind of hooked him, right? And got caught. I yeah, I saw, I saw DPI. I mean, he interfered yeah. with the route, and I, uh, you know they I didn't see it that way. I don't recall seeing so much jersey tugging as I have uh, so far in week one. Uh, and of course, now we're starting week two tonight. Uh, with with Washington and the Giants, but um, man, a lot of DBs getting away with some some jersey tugs and and stuff like that. Some didn't get away with it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but but, but man, on the other hand, did. on the other hand, the the refs didn't call all the holding, but mm-hmm. they called holding. Right. Yeah, you can't argue that point. No. Um, you know, last year they called no holding, none. <sighs> And it, it, the way that game started, it looked like they were going to follow that, right. that particular way of thinking too. And and then all of a sudden, I don't think they had a choice. It was uh, like, okay, these guys are tackling TJ Watt. Yeah, are you going yeah. to call a hold? Yep. And you they finally to. did. They yeah. were they were calling ticky tack holds after that. And I was like, okay, you're trying to set the tone too late. Could be. Yeah. All right. That's fine. You know, when the guy was getting mugged, literally taken down by the waist, you didn't call a hold then. <laughs> well, and the interesting thing is, uh, John Hussey, the the head official there, he he had three Steeler games last year. Uh, all three of them were were losses. Um, two or three of them at home, and and if I remember correctly, one of the big kind of complaints was that he did not uh, call a lot of the holding stuff. And uh, you know, so maybe maybe he he just decided he's got to start calling a little bit more because it it does to me, in my opinion, it takes away from kind of the beauty of the game a little bit. Every time you see a, a an edge rusher come around the corner and and the lineman's got his arm wrapped around his neck and dragging him down, I mean, it's yeah. just it, it it's so defeating as a defender to to not get that called and and I, 
I mean, look, we all know uh, offense is the name of the game. It's what sells tickets these days in the NFL. But my God, you get, you got to call holding, and and thank, thankfully he did. Um, I, I was glad to see that. Um, offensive line wise, you know, it wasn't good. Um, every no, player I, had a few moments, but I mean, I I don't know what you do with the core for. He he just, I don't see anything there. I really don't. I hate to be so cruel, but I I see I, I see the opposite of progress. Yes, yes. I I, I, still I see don't, a guy off balance. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. And granted, he's played most of the preseason mm-hmm. at left, mm-hmm. and now he's having to adjust back at, to the right side. Yep. Um, there was no way. I mean, I guess they could have started a core four at the left and put Joe Hag at the right, but I don't think the results would be any better no. No. than than what we saw on Sunday. And honestly, the line was terrible. If they can, Banner's supposed to be back week four. He's planning on right. it. Um, right. If they can improve somewhat mm-hmm. each week over the course of the season and become at least an average line by December, this offense has a chance. If they can't, this is going to be, you know, a brick hanging around their necks all yeah. season long. This is going to be the thing that that holds them back. Is that the mm-hmm. line is terrible? Those yeah. it's, those tackles are not good. I don't expect Dan Moore to be good. He's a rookie, right? You know, and and he's a four, rookie fourth rounder, no less, mm-hmm. he, who's getting thrown in there before he's had an opportunity to to grow into the role. Um, so I'm not really going to complain too much about that. He's he's in a spot and he's doing the best he can. And honestly, he's performing better than I expected. But agree, agree. Chooks has got to step it up. Um, uh, Trey Turner is not the player he once was. Wow. He's no. still a mauler, but he's not very athletic anymore at all. No. Um, no. Kendrick Green's up and down, you know, yep. rookie. And Dotson, yep. Yeah, Dotson still dominant. He's still, I mean, especially in run blocking, he just yeah. destroys the guys in front of him. He he does. He's an absolute beast. Um, and and I I'm I'm glad he got back into that uh, starting rotation out of Tomlin's doghouse. And um, you know, I, the, the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. They they can only get better. I I, I mean, right? I mean, because, it's like Tomlin said. It's like Tomlin said. Week one during camp, can it really get any worse? I right. mean, they were terrible last year. Yeah, it, it was bad. And and you you saw. Um, and I and I know there was a lot of talk. And I, let me ask you this: what, what did you think of Canada's offense? Did did you see new things, or did you just kind of think, "Oh, geez, it's 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 kind of like Feekner's offense all over again"? What did you see? I saw enough motion and spread concepts mm-hmm. that things like bubble screens were working, and and he ran them with blockers in front of his guys. What a concept! Running, running a guy out there naked on a bubble screen. <laughs> You know, we'll get three yards. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it worked. I I thought it was pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as effective as it could be if we had a decent offensive line. But, yeah, it shows some promise. Um, I'm not disappointed in it. Um, no. I think people should also bear in mind, though, that there isn't any film on this offense. Not really. I mean, it's, it's true. For, for opposing defenses – there's not a lot to study yet 
nobody's really going to have a good recipe to shut it down yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever small amount of success we had on Sunday, some of it is due to that. And at some point, somebody probably Martin, uh, Martindale out of, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore. will come, will dial up some defense that can shut down the Steelers and everybody else will copy it. Same thing happened last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I saw enough. I mean, I, and in fact, I, I don't even think we've really scratched the surface of what he truly intends to do. I, you know, you, you mentioned the one screen. I, I loved the concept of, of kind of the, they, they almost faked the sweep going left, Ben pivoted and threw screen back to Washington, I think, who had just yep. come on there. You yep. know, it wasn't, wasn't a huge play, but man, I love the concept there. You got the blockers out front. I mean, yep. it, what a, what a night and day thing from what we saw last year. That, um, and as you pointed out, Washington had just come on the field. He hadn't yeah. had one snap yet and they immediately no. got him involved. Yep. I really liked that. Same. Same. I, I did too. I thought it was great. And, um, you know, and obviously, um, Johnson turned out to be okay. <coughs> you know, what a, what a nice thing for him making that spectacular catch in the corner of the end zone. That's, that's of course the same field that he was benched last year. Right. Uh, for the drops. So, you know, I, I mean, I love, love, love seeing these young guys bounce back from adversity and, uh, overcoming the way he did. Um, any concern from you, the fact that they only targeted tight ends twice? Um, well, actually there's a couple more targets, but uh, I think Ebron had a reception and Fryermuth had a reception. I thought they would go there a little bit more. I thought they would too. Um, no, I'm not really all that concerned about it. Mm -hmm. Um, the defense wasn't really giving them a lot of open looks in the middle. Um, but I thought they would they would try to play some mismatches. Yeah. You know, um, they just kept, they were obviously intent upon spreading out that defense. So they were going outside as frequently as possible. Um, and it, it didn't quite have the desired effect. The, Mm -hmm. the bills were sold on. If we stop the run, we can stop this team. If we stop the run, we stop this team. And it was a close game. Oh, I mean, you, you could play it that way the whole way through. It was close until the special teams blocked that kick. Yeah, huge, huge play there, and uh, a great bounce back from Danny Smith, who's whose kickoff unit uh, surrendered that seventy-five yard return to open the game. And and um, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we have a very strong love hate relationship with Danny Smith. Um, but you know, fantastic job of of scouting, picking up on things, uh, and Miles Killebrew. That you know, the, right? Again, I, I said that the other day. Those are the types of signings that a lot of Steelers fans look at and they go, "Oh, pfft, who's this guy?" Well, I'm gonna tell you who that guy is. He has been a special teams demon, uh, soaked in obscurity in Detroit, and the Lions knew it. They got a chance to get him, or excuse me, the Steelers knew it, and they got a chance to get him, and and they they get him, and he makes an impact right off the bat. Uh, well, with, I mean, with that block. is a is a a veteran minimum salary yeah. benefit contract. It's a one year deal at the minimum. Yep. And he all the guy was looking for was an opportunity to come and improve himself and mm-hmm. play. And yeah, week one he he proves his worth immediately. Absolutely, I mean, that, that was the play 
that won the game. That one play. Huge difference. He blocks man. the kick. Yep. UG3 picks it up, runs it in. That's it. Now yep. we're up by 10. Yep. Oh, now you guys are screwed. Good luck. All we needed at that point was we needed a first down. Yeah. And we got that, and it was like, right. okay, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> um, real quick here, uh, let me just remind the listeners that uh, we are, of course, uh, presented by Deck Roofing, serving Broward in the southern Palm Beach counties, uh, whether commercial, residential, multifamily, or condos. Contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. I was getting some uh, consistent text messages from John Deck as he was enjoying the Steelers game from his uh very lovely outdoor bar down there and uh uh, so that was fun but uh let's flip it over and talk defense here uh as far as i'm concerned ben there were probably three or four guys i could point to and say those guys had kick-ass games against the bills um yeah i mean who, who would who are your standout guys as you looked at that tape well, T.J. Watt, obviously, Minka had a monster game. He was all over all the over. place, anticipating plays. He was everywhere. But Alex Highsmith, did you see how fast that kid's getting off the ball now? Unbelievable quickness. Total, Totally different young man than he was last year. Yeah, he's really grown. And Ingram? Oh, my God. <laughs> bull in a china shop, man. That bull rush? Oh, uh. my God. So we've got a really legitimate three-man rotation at outside linebacker right now. And those yeah. guys can stay fresh, all of them. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I mean, phew, yeah, I'm, I was super excited. The defensive line played well. Cam yeah. had a huge game. Cam yeah. had a huge game. Oh my God. Um, Joe Schobert was all over the place. Covered. Just going to say in coverage, he yeah. was, Man, he was as advertised on, on Sunday. He was fantastic. Uh, Devin Bush, again, bouncing all over, had a nice mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, Edmonds had a nice game. The corners. I mean, how how do you criticize? Cam Sutton had a huge game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, well, what did you think of uh, uh, the touchdown that he gave up? And I and I hate to use the term gave up. I It, it was one of those. It was a really good throw. It was I, a perfect throw. It, it, Sutton just didn't snap the head it, around quite in it, time. It was a perfect throw from a quarterback it, with a big arm. Yes. And it, it was just – it was right at the spot where it needed to be. Yeah. At the exact second it needed to be there. And honestly, when it's a perfect throw, it's almost impossible to defend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people need to bear that in mind when they, when they look at plays like that. In my opinion, um, but you know, most people don't watch enough no. film to be able to say, okay, I could see how that would be impossible. Right. To, so, or, sometimes or, people just make plays, you know, and and you you don't. I mean, it's that simple. Then you go back and you look at the plays that Sutton made, you know, on the yeah uh, the flea flicker, and of course the fourth and one in which, right. uh, my God, Brian Dable, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, um, but thank you. Uh, yeah, Sutton was was tremendous. Yeah, that, that fourth and one on the flea, or excuse me, the flea flicker that he deflected because he didn't bite on the nope. flea flicker. That was awesome. Yep. It was because I, I was surprised. I didn't see that coming. Not at that point in the game, I sure didn't. But um, yeah, he, he was great. And, and you mentioned Cam. Um, it's funny, you go back and you watch some plays uh, where other guys make tackles. It's usually because Cam has beaten the tar out of somebody else um, to free up that guy. I mean, there were some plays where he just destroyed the guy across from him. 
uh, opening up lanes for rushers and, and uh, you know, what, I don't even know what you say about what, I mean, the guy just finds ways to change games. Um, and, and uh, Edmonds too. I think Edmonds had a very nice game as well. So, you know, that, that defense, Hey, if we're giving up 16 points a game all season, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, Anything else uh, from from this game? I, I, I we talked a little bit about the coaching staff at, at halftime making some key adjustments there. Um, you know, Boswell was Boswell. Presley Harvin, eh, not the best debut for the young man, but uh, he did get one pinned down there inside the ten. Um, you know, so I you know punters are funny. You, you can't really judge a lot in one particular game. You got to give them a little bit of time. Uh, but now we got the Raiders coming in home opener. Uh, first time that fans will, will have been able to pack Heinz field in, uh, since 2019. Um, and I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I was at the Philadelphia game last year with all of, uh, 5,000 people. And it's one of those things where you're like glad to say you could be there, but man, I never want to see it like that again. Um, I think it's going to be exciting to see a full crowd there. Uh, a great rival coming in, uh, in the Raiders who, who haven't come into Pittsburgh a lot in the last 20 years, but, but we're getting that chance. They're coming off a huge overtime win against the Ravens. Um, so what, what, what are you looking for, uh, coming up this week? Uh, let's start with the offense, Ben. What does the offense need to do against the Raiders? Black, uh, block Max Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that would be beneficial. And, yeah. and he's going to go against Chukes who, uh, you know, I don't know how, what are you going to do? Bracket him with a tight end. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what else you can do there. Um, Crosby had a, well, Crosby also was going against Alvy and Nueva who let's, let's face it. We know, we all know a Steelers fan. I knew that name was going to come up at some point tonight. Yeah, Al is, is, not good no, and no. you know had a, a really bad game on on monday night sunday night excuse me um right. so yeah uh you know i don't know that chukes is an improvement over al frankly <sighs> I, I think this is this is just where running the ball comes into play. Yeah. If we can run the ball better than we did last week, I, I think that helps tremendously. Um, I put out an article uh, this morning or yesterday morning, I think it was, or evening. Crap, I can't keep. Excuse me, I can't keep track about play action. Um, we had nine play action passes. Keep in mind, yeah. we had like. 40 some all of last year and yep. was uh six of nine for about 76 yards uh on sunday and god it was so nice to see some play action back and, and especially with it with it working too um but yeah if you can run the ball a little bit then i think you you uh dampen the threat a little bit of crosby and uh uh yannick and Gonkwe over a- there too so absolutely but i mean yeah. the ravens were a huge threat to run yeah and the Raiders defense played pretty well versus them. They did. So, you know, yeah. I don't know that you necessarily can can say that's just going to work because uh, right. the Steelers don't have nearly the run game, game it, it, that the Rappers do. Let's be frank. Uh, yeah, even with the injuries, they probably don't. But still oh. a better run line, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, you know. The, uh, you know, I, I think 
do we have an advantage when it comes to our receivers versus their secondary? Uh, we've got some decent. Yeah, over there, yeah, but, I, I would say so. From from yeah. that standpoint, we do. Um, what the Steelers really need to do is just execute on third down, keep drives alive. Yeah. You know, put themselves in a position where they have third and makeable. Make those third downs, convert, keep the chains moving, and not turn the ball over on offense. And then the defense, we just need to let our defense wreak havoc like they did last week. Uh, they were mixing coverages up, disguising mm-hmm. things, changing things at the last second. Uh, that worked really well. They, not they to mention a- we were rushing four pretty yeah. consistently. Yes, yeah. and getting there with four. Yep, yep. And if they can continue doing that – and you know, mix it in the occasional blitz so that the the sure. fake on the blitz works. Uh, you know that that'll help tremendously. But really, what we need to do is protect the ball, not turn it over. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and get more turnovers than those guys get. And yeah, running the ball more effectively would be real nice. Did did you happen to you you were talking about third down, and obviously I agree. Um, Monday night uh, football, uh, ESPN two had Peyton and Eli Manning um, on, and <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you what, you know, li- like them, hate them, whatever. They they are so damn funny to listen to. That was hilarious. But my God, the, the the education that you can pick up, and one of the things I love that Peyton's talked about when their strategy offensively, wherever he was, whether it be Indianapolis or Denver. They looked at third down more on first and second down. We we right. went on first and second down, then we're going to kick your ass on third down. Um, and and I, I think that's so important, and I, I think too many uh, teams at all kinds of levels of football, whether it's peewee or high school, college, or pro, you went on first and second down, you're in pretty good shape for third down. Right, right. But yeah. let's look at what the Ravens did. They were 3 of 12 on third down. Bingo. Yep. And yep. they lost because – they couldn't sustain drives. Right. Couldn't convert those. No. Um, I mean, and obviously they had some untimely turnovers as well. We all saw that. Right. But, you know, if you can't convert your third downs, you can't keep your drives alive. You're not going to keep yourselves on the field. Mm-hmm. That means the other team has a chance to score. Take that chance away from them. And And you know this as well as I do. If your offense sustains drives – not necessarily even scores on these drives, but if you give your defense a chance to catch its breath, yep, man, what a difference! What a difference! And, and we saw that, especially in 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 twenty nineteen. You know, the year Ben was down, uh, the defense had to do so much every single week. And man, when you can give them just a little bit of a breather, it makes a huge difference um, for for really everybody. Uh, I think. On I mean. Team. I- I read that Derek Carr was only pressured 20% of the time versus mm. the Ravens. I, he's going to get pressured a lot more than that this week. Absolutely. A lot more. And they've, they've got a brand new guard week. coming in, too. They had a yeah. guard go down. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a different game in terms of the defense that they're playing. But the Steelers' offense isn't, you know, stellar at this point. Um no, no. And they're still kind of, of they're kind of a work in progress. Yep. You know, let's be honest, they are. I mean, the yep. offensive line is still gelling and they don't have 
premier talent at, at several positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if they can come together and become average, like we talked about before, it'll get better. But right now, they're the kind of thing that that's they're holding this unit back. And and the Raiders offense or defensive front rather was pretty impressive on Sunday night. You know who had a very quintessential game for himself uh, on Sunday was Juju. Um, yeah. Now, now he didn't put up big numbers and stuff, but man, he caught that one little pass out to the right. He absolutely trucked the defender. Yep. And and rolled over another one. I, I mean, he just and then he had the beautiful catch on the back shoulder throw, kind of kind of up the seam a little bit. You know, I I mean, and he just, blocked his of ass course, off. Of course, yeah. And, and, I mean, he just and yeah. that's the the dirty work yep. that you see receivers do. A lot of receivers won't do, but that that right. he did and does on a regular basis. It's one of the right. things he doesn't get a lot of credit for. Oh, I agree. I people spend so much damn time talking about what he does on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. That, hey, pay attention. The guy's a pretty good football player too. That too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, when the Raiders are on offense, I my number one concern is is the tight end because they got a damn good one. Yeah. Waller. Waller's and, fantastic. Yeah. And I what did I did I see they targeted him like twenty three times or something Monday night? Some uh, just crazy number. Seriously. Yeah, it was a huge number, um, and I don't, I don't think we're going to see that many because I think the Steelers uh, will do a better job. But um, that's the threat. The Steelers have struggled to cover really good tight ends uh, in recent years, and I, I think that's going to be the big thing going in. Obviously, obviously, the Steelers always talk about stopping the run, Josh Jacobs. But man, Waller, if you can, if you can uh, shut him down, then you put a lot more pressure on Derek Carr. I, at least I think. Okay, so Waller had 19 targets. That's what it was. Okay. He caught 10. Yep. Yeah, 19 targets is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little nuts. I thought uh, Mike Tomlin's comment was interesting on him. He said, I really don't look at him like a tight end. I look at him more as a Chase Claypool type. Yeah. And that he was, is. That was interesting. He's, yeah. he's not really a tight end. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a wide receiver playing tight end. He's a a big body wide receiver. Yeah. He's not a good blocker. He's not. Yeah. Right. No, I'd agree with that. No. Yeah. I yeah. I thought that the, uh, the Raiders safeties were giving him too much room. Um, the, the Ravens. Yeah. Excuse me. The Ravens <laughs> safeties. Right. Excuse me. Yes. Um, giving him too much space, but you know, that said, he's really, really good. He is. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. There's a mismatch there in terms of size and and also speed. Yeah, and they do have some speed at receiver too. Um, some guys to pay attention to, and and you know we we did. There was one play in the first half, um, and I want to say it was Trey Norwood that maybe got caught looking in the backfield a little bit. Um, it was Emmanuel Sanders actually that got behind the secondary, and um, Allen just overthrew him. And 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 so coming into this week, when you got some some sneaky quick guys on the Raiders, those things do worry me a little bit too, uh, especially as much attention as we'll probably be paying to uh, to Waller. Um, God, what was the other thing? When when are you uh, when are you and your crew heading into Pittsburgh? Oh, not till November. 
Oh, it's November. Okay, for some reason I was thinking it was oh, the Oakland Las Las Vegas game, but obviously nah. it's not since I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, yeah. So hey, everyone, great start for the Steelers. One and zero. I I fully admit I had them losing week one. I I thought you know. Yeah, Buffalo's- you you two assholes had them losing by eighteen. Uh, I had thirty to twenty. Oh, okay. I had 30 to 20. I think I heard 31 13 on the podcast. Yeah, that, that was Ian's number. I'm gonna blame him for that one. Uh you know, hey, I, I looked at it like the offense is gonna be sluggish. How much is TJ, you know, gonna have in the tank coming off of, of really not practicing heavily? Obviously, um, TJ is in good condition. He's in he's fine. He's he is a specimen unto himself, uh <laughs> to, to put it mildly. Uh yeah, I, I just you know, we don't always play well in Buffalo either. I figured hostile crowd. You got a lot of young guys oh, yeah. playing. Yeah, I mean, that was a good crowd. You got to give them props oh, for that. Yes. I mean, that was really just, impressive. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we came out of there with a win, I, I think, speaks volumes uh, that, that Tomlin and company had those guys ready because, man, what a great crowd there. And uh, very sorry to our good friend Del Reed, uh, you know, one of the founding fathers of Bill's Mafia. There, um, <laughs> I, I know Dell's probably not in the best of moods this week, but uh, sorry, sorry, Dell. Uh, we're, we're not going to feel too sorry well, for you. You know, I uh, one yeah. of the uh, and I, I have to give her props because I I called her out for this on Twitter, and yeah, she, and she didn't block me, and she didn't take her account private. But uh, there was a Bill's oh, fan. Oh, oh, yes. That yes. uh, that posted a meme of somebody picking up dog shit with a terrible towel, yep. Yep. and I immediately thought to myself, "I feel so much better about the Steelers' chances tomorrow. This is fantastic news." The, the jinx, man! Don't and, mess with the towel. Yeah, right away. I, you know, as soon as we got done, I took a screenshot of it and I thanked yep. her for the win, and I uh, I added Dell in the in the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. He he did not respond. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. Yeah, he's a little bitter right now. Well, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, well, Bills fans are pretty good fans. And they let's, are. Let's be frank. Bills fans over the years have dealt with a lot of losing. Uh, Yeah. And it, it is a great fan base. I, I have uh, my wife's I, family is big Bills fans. So I, 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 I agree. I, I mean, I, I think they're, you know, I mean, it's it, for the last, I don't know. 30 years or so mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. seasons it's been really easy to be a Steelers fan let's be frank very much so very even much the, so even the 90s you know yep. there were there were some there were some valleys where things weren't so great but for the most part it was easy it wasn't yeah. like the 80s living through the 80s as a Steelers <laughs> fan sucked that was terrible <laughs> oh god it was so if, bad if you were a Steelers fan in the 80s then you know what the bills have been through recently mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So losing a game is like, eh, whatever. It's week one. Who cares? Right. right. And and it's, I take the same approach with the win. It's a fantastic win. It's a, it's one of those wins that you might look back on at the end of the season and say, this, this is a tie breaking type win, uh, you know, for playoff seating type thing, but right. it's week one and, and teams are going to be so much different by the time we get to weeks 14, 15 and so on. Um, and, and, you know, you, you mentioned the young lady at, at Buffalo who, who made the mistake of using the terrible towel kind of reminds me of the, the Cincinnati crying Bengal girl. Um, I give her a lot of credit too, because she, she, she kind of played that up. She could have just gone into complete hiding. Uh, and instead she didn't. And, um, I, I give, I give the fans credit when they're, when they, 
willing to stand up for that stuff. Uh, they, yeah. they get hit pretty hard, <laughs> to say the least. What uh, before we get on out of here, Ben? What's what's your prediction this weekend? Uh, well, it is the Raiders, and they don't tend to play very well in Pittsburgh. Um, True. Just like the Steelers West, don't tend to, to play very well right. on the West Coast. This is a um, West Coast team, one o'clock game, short yeah. week. Yeah. Um, uh, short week and after an overtime game. Yeah. I'm going to say Steelers 24, Raiders 13. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to go uh, 20, 23, 16 uh, Steelers. I, I Again, I think the offense is going to be a little bit better, but I think it's going to be a process. And I think the defense is going to be the defense. You know, they might give up a play or two here and there, but uh, they're, they're not going to get overly um, – beat by uh Derek Carr and company at least I I don't think so so that would be great to go 2-0 and then you got the division uh the co-leaders in the AFC North the Cincinnati Bengals Bungles. In, in week three unbelievable those bungles uh who do the bungles not? have this week oh I knew you'd ask me that the Ravens have the Chiefs on Sunday night I know right. that they're gonna get the bumped. Browns have the Texans yeah, they're going to win easily. Walk away. The Bengals. Oh, I know. The Bengals are in Chicago. They're playing the Bears. The Bears. Yep. Yep. And that that secondary could be ripe for the picking for uh, for young yep. Mister Burrow. So yeah, I was just going to say the Bears did not look good no, on Sunday. They, no, they yeah, that was ugly. Uh, all right. Well, for uh, for Ian and his snotty kids, and uh, for you, this is uh, Steel Dead signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated. And hey, go Steelers! Ravens suck, clearly. <laughs>